Last night in Soho was bad. Uh, please listen to our microsode. Last, night, last in night in Soho was bad, everyone. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. But you Titan is movie? amazing. Girl, Titan. Is Last Night in Soho a gay movie? Um, I mean, or is it a no. straight movie? No, it's straight. It's a straight movie where men get to feel good. They're watching a movie that stars women and has colors. Yes, uh, it's a it's a straight movie, and that it's a movie about women that uh, ultimately. I don't want to spoil anything. Are women? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like women be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. That's a, you heard that's, it here that's the central thesis of last night in Soho. Is that bring women? back traditional gender politics again? <laughs> women be shopping. It is the official position of straight people movies that women be shopping. Women be shopping, men be farting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and out came talk. 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 Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another episode of your favorite podcast, Straight People Movies. Mm-hmm. And this is the podcast where each week, us two gays, we watch a movie that is clearly made for straight people, and we just ask the ever-loving question, why? Dude, why? <laughs> Dude, no. Why? Why they do that? Because that was, like, kind of crazy. That was wild. Dog, how they do wild, how they fucking drop that sink on Danny McBride's head not explode. <coughs> Yo, put that song back on. I love Reckoner. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, dude. In Rainbows is my favorite smoking album for sure. Yeah. But I always get really sad during videotape, dude. <laughs> um, I, do this, uh, I did this improv show last night where it was like <laughs> this, uh, this like woman was like had her actual Tinder on. On like the screen wow. and everything, we would go through she, it. Like, and, live like, tindered. Yeah, and like the the comedians in the show would like send messages to the people <laughs> that matched with her. Uh, it's a super deranged show. It's yeah, very unethical. Um, but it's super fun. Called Fuck Mary Kill every month. Um, but last night there was somebody whose Tinder account it was because apparently on Tinder you can have like because I've been with my husband since for ten years now, so I don't know what Tinder is. Um, right. Yeah. And- I'm... Yeah. yeah, I only know what gr- you're we still a virgin. Growler. Actually, I'm still a virgin. Yes, <laughs> uh, it. I, I watched Mother today, and that's actually a, the portrait of our marriage. Um, anyway, <laughs> the one of the guys is like um, his like song or whatever on his profile was videotape. No, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god! How do you put on Radiohead's only sexy album? How do you put the least sexy song on there? Yeah. Yikes! How, that is He's a just bad. really trying to tell women like, I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm an emotional man, and I know that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that I have feelings. When Mephistopheles is <laughs> just beneath and is reaching up dun, to grab dun, me, God, that song's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really cool video about how that song's actually incredibly difficult because the entire thing's syncopated. Oh my god, I watched that too. Isn't it I was great? Like what? Yeah, whenever it's like, <laughs> like the radioheads' veins, the veins are so big. Their their brains are huge. They're so big. So big. They had to make up for other things that are not so big. 
Like Tom York's eye. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Dylan Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. (laughs) We're on a fucking... uh, uh, Just a little peek behind the curtain. We start recording. We record about 10 minutes, so cold open. And then I, of course, cut down to about 45 seconds before the show. Uh, the cold open that you might hear at the end of the episode is real fucking deranged. And this episode's going to be weird. Yeah, it's a weird one. And you know what's really funny? It's like neither of us are high right now. No. I mean, Dylan's high on being sick, which is honestly <laughs> my favorite way. Like, I know this That's sounds crazy, best. everyone, but my favorite high is sick high. Oh, oh I it's love so it. fun. God, oh. I'm deranged. Ooh. Oh, you know what? Honestly, like, and like, I talked to my psychiatrist about this, and she was like, that's insane. She didn't tell me that, but I was you like, tell. you can tell from the non like, Okay, girl. You know what? Like, I just want to do. I just want to like, be in a hospital for the least amount of like. I want to be able to be admitted into a hospital, but like not be a bad thing. Yeah, I just want like someone like just like take care of me for like a day and a half. Oh my god, the, you know that'd be so a really nice. good business model. Oh, like a hospital spa. Oh my girl, this why is, are we in the podcast? This is business? this is crazy. This is only for people with mental illness. Mental illness people are all <laughs> listening to this, like like, and they're like, yes, because we're crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely are on some sort of SSRI. <laughs> you're on some sort of beta blocker, mama. Like, oh yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, that'd be so fucking nice. She was like, that's a sign, and I was like, of what? Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah. So yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna do some Delta Eight before this, but then I decided that I it was it was I didn't want to fuck up dinner plans because I'm thirty one yeah. almost, almost in like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this is what thirty one looks like. Mm-hmm. I, um, I haven't had Delta Eight. What is that? Do? It's like this new thing where it's like yeah. CBD, but it has like. Oh, God, someone would probably explain better. I don't think that, I don't think it's got THC in it because that's illegal, mm-hmm. or maybe it does have THC in it, but because it's separated. From Let's see. Let's do some. I don't know, girl. It gets you high though. It's a different kind of high, but it it's, F- it's a stoned vibe. Uh, the FDA has. I love that it's like Delta A THC has serious health risks. Yeah, FDA is mean, like Mama. me, me, me. It's bad. It's, it's like bad. shut the fuck up, FDA. Shut up, you fucking God. losers. Shut up. Um, the way y'all okay. handled the pandemic sucked. Mm-hmm. So y'all did this too. To do. For real though, yeah. Um, but apparently, it just looks like it's just weed. Uh, it's just weed. It's just it's like just a, it's work. like hemp CBD, but it has THC in it. Just make weed legal. Like I know so it's like literally like. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so like, come on. It's you like, know the crazy part about it is, is it's like for me. I thought the easiest it would be the easiest sell ever to conservatives because it's like mm-hmm. we can make so much fucking money off of this mm-hmm. shit. All the jobs, the economy, mm-hmm. you could tax the fuck out of it and pay for yeah. like anti-abortion laws or whatever the fuck you would do with it, Texas. Yep. But yep. Oh, well, I think that well, the reason is because people don't. Um, want to lose out on the free slavery that they have for low-level drug criminals in prison. Oh, my God. Dylan, yeah. your brain is so big. I didn't even Thank think you. about that. Thank you. I'm in Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, I am I am the unofficial last member of Radiohead. I am. Um, Thank you. I play one of the uh, triangles in Reckoner. Mm-hmm, that's me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. it's um. Anyway. So, anyway. yeah, we're not high, but weed should be legal. Speaking mm-hmm. of weed, our movie this week is... Pineapple Express. Yes. Probably 
the stoner movie of our generation, I would say. Yeah, right. It's, At this yeah, point, it's up there. We're gonna. There's a couple other ones. I mean, Harold and Kumar though, most. and like all these other ones that were like, yeah. like we were like a little young when they came out. But I feel like Pineapple mm-hmm. Express came out um, when yeah. we were like sixteen. I think it's like whatever. the last stoner movie. Movie. I. You know what? I was thinking about that, Dylan, when we were wa- when I was watching it. I was like, it's so funny that this movie was so successful, but then stoner movies didn't really like continue after this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of the last big one. Yeah, I think it's because, like, it was still, like, we were kind of in this thing where, like, I think uh, mainstream, at least, like, appreciate or uh, acceptance of weeds was, like, at the pinnacle. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, like, it, it kind of came at the same time as, like, I don't know, it was, like, Rock gay Hall. acceptance and, like... <laughs> where it's, like, 2008 was, like, the peak of it being, like, a weird counterculture thing, and then, like... And then now it's, just like, everyone's it's so gay and smokes weed. funny thinking about like weed quote unquote culture like 10 mm-hmm. or so years ago. Cause I feel like it was such a thing. Like I remember when I moved to Austin, there was like so many jokes about like, Oh, everyone drives slow here because everyone's just stoned. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many like stoners here, but I think what's happened is that there's still as many people that get stoned in Austin. It's just the culture of weed. I feel like has gone away. Like I feel like yeah. that whole like faux Rastafarian, like, one love like mm-hmm. dirt bag thing is gone. Yeah, and like there was like people just like, smoke weed now, and it's like it's, cash. Like we don't. Care. Yeah, you microdose weed while while you go to your banking job. I or mean, whatever. the height of that was dabbing, though. Oh yeah, like five six years ago. Oh. I feel like that was the moment that like. And I'm not shitting on dabbing. I know that some of you listening to this are probably like, I can't dabbing. But that, what I'm saying, like, you do have to admit though that it was mm. like a little. It was like turning weed into like freebasing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you have to admit, like. There's no denying that that's what yeah. it was, and that's cool. But it was just interesting to me that I feel like that was what killed it. It's like when Arcade mm-hmm. Fires, the suburbs, won the Grammy. It killed yeah. indie rock. I think dabbing exactly. killed weed in, in yeah. it, weed <laughs> culture. It didn't kill weed. Everyone's still like smoke mm-hmm. weed. Um, I think the only time I ever dabbed, whatever I didn't know, and like it was it's just like kind of passed to me while I was playing Mario Party, and I immediately just like I smoked, and then I just went. And it just like fell, I just like folded in half. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? They're like, oh yeah, this is dab. And I was like, oh, okay. You were great. like one of those like, things where like it constantly folds over and over and over and over again and never ends that toy. Yeah, I was a Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob's I was, Ladder. I was both the toy and the movie. You were Jacob. Yeah, it was both the movie and the toy. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I've never dabbed. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the pod, but I famously am not a weed partaker. Okay. I don't like uh, smoking. Like the, the, I know you like smoking cigarettes, but I don't like the idea, like the feeling of smoking. Yeah, I don't like the taste. Mm-hmm. I don't like smoking it. I am into vaping and edibles, mm-hmm. but I'm just really, I'm. A, I think I'm kind of a control freak, and I've just I spent so much of my life really getting a handle on my, you know, alcohol self. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't have time to also figure out how to be stoned and functional <laughs> too. So I just, yeah. I, I kind of really built one up ignored the other and as i got older i just stopped doing it all together because it's just yeah. like like i was like oh i want to go to like the gas station i just like really don't want to like do this whole thing i just like yeah. don't want to be stoned around all these people yeah, i, feel I that. don't like oh, it I, I on the other hand love being stoned in public I, that's um, so interesting i don't I get it. it i love I don't get being it. behind like walking around in target oh i, I but, love it i don't know I, I know it's all in my head but i feel like it's i'm like a very i mean you know this i'm a very talkative person very mm-hmm. extroverted when i'm stoned i'm not Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just stresses me out because I feel like people and, may, and maybe people never did this. It's all in my head. But I feel like people would be like, Kirk, what's wrong? 
Why aren't you talking? <laughs> fully, <laughs> it would be fully uh, being John Malkovich, like Malkovich. Malkovich yeah, it would. Malkovich. It would be it, like, and that's what it feels like. Honestly, that scene is what it feels like for Baby Stone. Just period. This like I just feel like everyone's like Malkovich, Malkovich, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's do the film intro. Okay, let's, let's do the intro. Uh, so today we're talking about Pineapple Express. Uh, it's a 2008 David Gordon Green uh, Steiner. What if it's Steiner? David Gordon <laughs> Green Steiner. David Gordon Green Steiner. I just okay. I just went from an iPhone 7 Plus to an iPhone 13 Mini, so my hands wow. are not used to typing on a little tiny. That's keyboard like now. giving a grandma a laptop. For real, <laughs> I'm like. Wait, it knows what my face looks like? Oh my god, girl. Oh my god, you're so behind. <laughs> I know. I, had, I went from a button to the face. It's wild. So it was supposed to be... <laughs> it's a 2008 David Gordon Green stoner comedy. Oh my god, already. Your, your, this this <laughs> little outline you made is a stoned outline. <laughs> uh, starring Seth Rogen, James Franco, Danny McBride, and then a trillion other people. Yeah, um, lots of people that are all we'll in get movies like it. this all the time. Uh, the plot of the movie, if you haven't seen it before, it's a stoner and his dealer go on the run after witnessing a murder, whatever. There's no plots for jokes. Um, and the ending is guns. Um, yeah, a lot of them. The ending is guns. And it's currently available to stream on Netflix. Who? Uh, yeah. Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Who wants to go first? Because I feel like we're going to have differing opinions on this. And if I feel, I mean, I know we have different opinions. Yeah. I liked it. You like it? I like Here's the thing. I love James Franco in this. I know he's like, really good he's in it. Incredible. I, in I don't it. think the acting's bad. Mm-hmm. I think people are like funny in it. It's just like yeah. not my thing. Like I, I, I honestly, Dylan, I think I laughed out loud like twice. And one mm-hmm. of them was just Rosie Perez going like, fuck, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like just like the noise is coming out of that woman's mouth. Like is on one. Yeah. <laughs> like the noise is coming out of that woman's mouth. <laughs> like that, that made me laugh. And there was a couple other like moments here and there that I laughed at. I think it was Danny McBride stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is before Danny McBride got annoying. Yeah, no, his stick got too much. And I feel like, like straight guys, like, like they kind of, like, lifted him up too much. They're mm-hmm. like, Danny McBride! And it just, like, then he, like, went to Danny McBride. Yeah. Although, did you watch Vice Principles? No. I don't I love Vice Principles. It was, like, it was after, it was a show after Eastbound and Down, and then, um... It, it, he needed Walton Goggins to come in because I fucking love Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins really brought him back down. I mean, they're both being full psychos in that show, but like he's a really good foil against Danny McBride. Nice. Okay. Great show. Highly suggest. Only two seasons. Okay. Cute. Real I've fun. never even heard of it. I guess it didn't do well. Question mark? It, it, yeah, it didn't do great. Yeah. Um, it didn't do Eastbound and Down. Um, right. God, that but, show. I feel like the whole world just forgot about that show. I know. Oh, it's a, that is a, we need to do like a straight people TV. Cause that's oh, God, a, that's so much time though. I know. God. Whenever we're in our uh, spa hospital, our hospital spa, yeah, um, we'll do that there. <laughs> oh my god, yes, we're gonna make it happen. I can't wait. Um, I he, here's my other issue with Pineapple Express. Uh-huh. Um, I saw this movie yes. like everyone else in our age group did in high school. Uh-huh. Stoned, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got a little stoned before the movie, you mm-hmm. know, because it's Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. you know, goosey. And you're like, look at everyone else in the theater, and like, you're stoned, you're stoned, you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoned too. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't understand why anyone would enjoy watching this movie stoned because I remember watching it then and being like, this movie is stressful. And now I was like, this movie is stressful. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's a comedy. Mm -hmm. I get that it's a comedy. But like, I feel like the last thing that a stoner would want is to watch a movie in which you're in a situation when you're stoned where like a bunch of fucked up shit happens and you actually have to like 
do shit. And I guess like bros watch this movie and are like, yeah, I also would just like fucking take 12 million guns and mm-hmm. like have yeah. my ear blown off and just like vibe. But like yeah. in actuality, you'd probably be like, <laughs> oh, if you ever get involved in like drug crime shit, you're, you are dead immediately. They will well, cap true. you. Yeah. They will cap one you. second. Yeah. But it's just would. like, it's just an interesting movie to be. I feel like it's such an, I don't feel like it's like other stoner movies. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. I'm not like the expert on the genre, <laughs> but, um, but I feel like, yeah, stressful things happen, and that's part of the comedy of a stoner comedy is that they're high, and, like, all these things are happening. They're like, what? But I feel like that's yeah. what I was missing from the movie. Like, I feel like they were very functional stoners, weren't they? Like, yeah, very I mean, there functional. Was, there were some scenes that really high, uh, that scene um, when they're in the woods getting rid of their cell phone. See, that part was funny to me because so I feel like that was scene. actual stoner humor, and I feel yeah. like it lost the stoner humor for, like, the whole second half of the movie, and it's just, like, yes. a fucking Whenever it turns comedy. into, like, whenever the plot machinations start actually happening, it's, like, less interesting, but whenever it's, like, just James Franco and Seth Rogen hanging out, uh, it's great. Yeah, it's I fantastic. agree. I think... I love the fight... Uh, between James Franco, Danny McBride, and Seth that Rogen. part was I think so it's, fucking ridiculous, it's so fucking stupid. They kept doing timeout, timeout. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, I want to pivot real quick because I cannot stop thinking about this fucking movie. Have you seen Malignant? Are you, you seen Malignant? Oh, I fucking Are you really fucking liked Malignant. You, mwah. Um, I think but, it's so – if I meet – I haven't yet because most people seem to really like it, which is really great because I was worried because I feel like people these days don't really know how to take camp. Mm-hmm. Especially like camp that's like not – I don't know how to word it. Malignant is camp, but it like also is like a, a movie. Like you know what I mean? It's not yeah, it's just – well It's just not, It's not just camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's playing with it. In a really fun way. The movie is like yeah. so serious at parts and then it's so ridiculous at parts. And yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times like like a basic instinct is like that. Like a lot of like Paul mm-hmm. Verhoeven's movies are like that. And I feel like people usually don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like when it's like ultra serious and ultra fun at the same time. When it's like constructed camp. And I'm yeah, and I'm so glad people like it because I was worried when I watched mm-hmm. it. I was like, this movie's fucking great. And I feel like people are gonna yeah. think that it's stupid, but it's yeah, actually I, like brilliant. It's incredible. Uh, but the that Danny McBride, James Franco scene, uh, just watching it, everything. I my whole life is through the prism of *Malignant* right now. Um, and if you haven't seen *Malignant*, please go see it. But specifically, the prison fight scene. In that oh movie my god, that's my favorite part of the movie. My favorite. I was maybe my favorite sequence in a movie this year. It was so. Good. It is it fucking was so insane. Good. I, loved I, it. <laughs> I was waiting for Alex to pick me up last night from the show, and I just like was watching it on my phone. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. I fucking I love, love that. it. Uh, anywho, yeah, like. The set pieces in this movie are kind of... They're fine. I mean, if you've seen an action sequence, the plot of the movie is... Like, the actual plot, how it resolves is real dumb. Yeah, I just feel like the movie didn't know where it was going. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most stoner movies that I've seen get more trippy as they go mm-hmm. on. Like, it gets more nonsensical. And this gets nonsensical, too, but just in a kind of, like, bro-y action way. And I, yeah. I ended up not really finding the film to be really that, like, inspired. Like... yeah. I feel like it, it had something good going for it. Like, right. Like the Franco Rogan hangout, like they've got great chemistry, a really fun friendship that you don't see in movies, like the drug dealer mm-hmm. buyer friendship. It's fun. Yeah. But I feel like by the end of the movie, it's just like, let's just give these bros what they want, which is just a bunch of fucking guns. And yeah. 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 
I also think they like it's like a really big missed opportunity to like have that entire like place like burning up and the weed like in the air. And they do get stoned, they say, but I feel like they could have mm-hmm. done like a really fun like dream sequence or something. I like know. Of them, like leaving the barn like stoned out of their minds like in yeah. another universe, you know? Like I just feel like there's moments where I was like, oh, they could have really taken this into like a psychedelic territory and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't yeah. know, it just it's yeah i i think as a movie it's fine i think there's a bunch of like little moments that are really fun um like i love their their big fight like the big kind of second act fight like i just love the idea of james franco saying i'm gonna be a civil engineer and put septic tanks and uh that was that was i laughed at that part that was funny but that's what's missing playground so kids can take a shit i feel like this is a good segue to go into um like the apatow verse um because this isn't like obviously like a, a proper Judd Apatow mm-hmm. film, but it's part of his whole production. With, yeah, you know, I was trying to think of a metaphor. The chokehold like... that this man had. Oh yeah, from two thousand six until like two thousand twelve was insane. It's like you know how whenever before we knew before Hyperpop was invented by Spotify, uh, where we just called everything that sounded like that PC music, even though right. if it wasn't like official PC music, that's kind of the Apatovian universe. Where I like, agree. Yeah, yeah, it's you're totally right. For the gays listening out there, for the young yeah, gays yeah, yeah, they're like, "What is that, town? Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. It's kind of like how um, last night I went to go hang out with my um, boyfriend's brother for his birthday, and um, he wanted to go to a soccer game. And I was like, mm-hmm. I've never been to a professional soccer game. And his like friend was like, it's not like professional, professional. And he's like explaining to me like, oh, it's like, it's like triple A. He's like saying all these things I didn't understand. And he goes, he literally looked me down the eyes and he goes, it's like the off Broadway of soccer. And I go, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Like, yeah, that makes thank sense. Thank you for translating now. that for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. I was like I really appreciated. Oh. Yeah. That was nice. nice. Anyway. But yeah, I think that like one of the things that, Apatow, even though he has the opposite problem of Pineapple Express, which is like, why is this movie three hours long for no reason? Yep. Um, I will say that I find that Judd Apatow proper movies, like The Fertile Virgin, Knocked Up, mm-hmm. like I laugh more during those movies because there really is no plot to those films. Yeah. It's literally just an excuse. Like they, they give you an event and then it's just an excuse for all these like very funny comedians as these funny characters to just kind of hang out and say fun things. And I like that about his movies. And I feel like pineapple express like loses that about halfway through. And there's not actually, I'm looking at it now. There's not actually that many, like officially, officially. There's only like four. He's only done the frail virgin knocked up and he did funny people. And then Uh he did that one. He did. This is 40. This is 40. Then he did that one with Amy, Amy pole or Amy. uh, Oh God. Can we, I don't even want to talk about her. Uh, Amy Schumer, the Lena Dunham of comedy. Ah, uh, and then he's just been doing doc. I mean, he did the the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. He did the King of Staten Island, which just unfortunately came out last year. Uh, and then is doing he has an he has an upcoming movie called The Bubble uh, that doesn't have he's a back. plot. It's for because Trainwreck was a minute ago. Yeah, Trainwreck was a while. Um, but it's it's an interesting cast. It's Karen Gillan. Iris Apatow, Fred Armisen, Maria Bakalova, which hell yeah, David Duchovny, Pedro Pascal, Peter Serafinowicz. Wow, that's quite um, a cast. Rob Delaney. Uh, yeah, and so, but yeah, his like official, like his, the only thing he produced and not directed was Phone of Dick and Jane, Walk Hard, which fuck me to walk hard on the show. Uh, you don't mess with the, uh, he only wrote You Don't Mess with the Zohan and he produced... Pineapple Express. So like, uh, he only. It's so produced... funny. It says as a producer on his Wikipedia, it doesn't have Pineapple Express on here. Oh weird. Yeah. No, but it no. has the other, you know, 
Yeah. So it's the like he ones. started like we you know we did Anchorman right way back, uh-huh. and I feel like that was kind of like the start of his like. Because he did, like, the cable guy or whatever. Like, we're just, that's well, Chris not, that's is going to get mad at us if we don't say mention heavyweights. Oh. I don't see heavyweights on here either. Is he? Yeah. Oh, it's right above that. There's his film. Oh, he... film block. Oh, oh, I see now. Oh, oh, okay. So if he did, produced and wrote it, then he it's mm-hmm. on here. That's yeah. confusing. Whoever did this it is on confusing. Wikipedia. Yeah. Mr. Um, Wikipedia. Okay. So Mrs. never mind. So we've got, like, I feel like it started with Anchorman. And mm-hmm. then we got... Talladega Nights, Fun with Dick and Jane is like kind of like a forgotten one of his I like repertoire. That movie. I liked it when I saw it at least. I, li- I yeah, 15. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's like Knocked Up's the big one. I feel like Knocked Up is really what like did it because uh-huh. I feel like yeah. I loved the Forty Year Old Virgin. I still think that's my favorite of his films. Yes, um, but I feel like people in our age group didn't. Maybe we were like a little too young when that came out because yeah, it was two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my dad took me to see that movie. That was oh, really? awkward. Yeah, because he's not yeah. really into like you know, like talking about you know dirty things adults so he was like um but he laughed a lot but like walk hard most underrated comedy i think out of all of these walk hard's great um but talladega nights super bad i feel like the chokehold was right around here it's like you got like super bad you've got pineapple express uh forgetting sarah marshall stepbrothers the children love forgetting sarah marshall i love forgetting sarah marshall i love i think that might be my actually i like that i think that might be my favorite out of all these I, I think the movie's Hard. very funny. I like number one, Russell Brand is fucking hilarious in it. Look, I love Russell Brand. I still he quote Katy Perry's heart. Oh yeah, he stole like I steal quotes from that movie all the time that he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I love it when he's like, if I have one drop of alcohol, I will be rimming waiters for their tips. <laughs> I was yeah. There's so many good lines. I mean, his that sketch in his episode of SNL called "Don't You Go Run Around a Rerow" is I'm one. Not- of- seen that i'm gonna look at oh my it's so it's just like a parody of of uh of like guy pierce not guy pierce guy what's his name um madonna's ex-husband oh guy oh richie guy richie guy richie there we go but it's like a parody of guy richie movies where it's just everyone is like oh she bought the above yes what i mean yeah yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, John Apatow, like, what do you think that the, the, what would you describe as like a, the, if you're the thesis statement of Apatovian films? I mean, I think I was kind of getting at it earlier. I think it's like the hangout quality. It's like about yeah. putting different, well, like, so first off, like, throw women out the window. Yeah. First off. <laughs> okay. So different kinds of dudes that you wouldn't necessarily put together, mm-hmm. either becoming bro friends, broing out. Learning how to bro. I feel like they're all about male <laughs> friendship. That yeah. is like the main thing I would say they mm-hmm. all have in common is it's about male friendship. And yeah. I think that like the term bromance wouldn't exist without Apatowverse. Like I no, think I that mean, that term came out of Apatowverse. I'm specifically like, I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that movie literally, like, they were like, let's just do it now. This is just yeah. what we're doing. And yeah. I, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I have a lots of opinions about this. But I do find it really fascinating that in the last 10 years or so, straight men are so much more comfortable with homosexuality than they've ever been before. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, pretty much, like, a standard now for every straight dude to have, like, a gay friend. Like, it's, like, yeah. like if they don't, like, ladies, like, watch out. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it. I, I would argue that things like Apatow movies kind of helping men be like, you can still be a bro, but like love your 
brosifs and like like I feel like <laughs> they needed a guiding principle, like some like something to see mm-hmm. where it's like you can be emotional and vulnerable with men, but still be like funny and gross and fart a lot. Like oh, it's this, like you can have both. You this know, movie unironically uses bros before hoes. Yeah, in a holeless movie. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing they have, like, the problem they have with their movies is, like, they'll have these funny women in them and then mm-hmm. not even you. Like, Rosie Perez is yeah. so funny in Pineapple <laughs> Express and she's barely in it. Yeah. She's just, like, committing. <laughs> and also Cleo King, who gives one of my favorite performances ever at Magnolia at the beginning. She oh, yeah. is the police officer in this movie. I recognized her right away. I was so like, that good. is Marcy from Magnolia. <laughs> Okay, and she is so fucking funny. She's like, I knew, but she's like, I knew. You know, what? I've been thinking something has been up for a while. Okay, <laughs> like with the department. Okay, that actually that part made me laugh. And then yeah, like James Ricker like fucks it all up. That was yeah. funny. That's a great sequence. Uh, but yeah, I think that like these movies really did kind of help people in our generation, especially younger, because their their brains are still developing or whatever, to be like, oh, like it's cool to like love your bros, and it's okay mm-hmm. to be like vulnerable and like. Like, male friendship is a little gay, and that's, like, kind of what's, yeah. like, fun and great about it, you know? Well, and kind they, of an extension, they, like, embraced like, it. And we want to talk about, even though he is very bro and very, like, he did one good thing and has been cussing on his entire life, um, but Clerks. Yeah! This is very, this is, like, the extension. This is kind of the mainstreaming of the concepts and the ideas that are presented in Clerks. I agree. That's a really good point. Um, and like, if you haven't seen Clerks recently, like, go back. It's and watch so Clerks. good. Clerks is so good. It's really good. It really, it's like I feel like it aged really well. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's crazy that uh, nothing else that he that Kevin Smith did was good. Oh, I like Dogma. Oh yeah, no way, Dogma is so good. Honestly, whenever we were at the fucking Atlanta show and she had that montage about herself at the beginning of the show, that was Dogma. Was by the way, there. that was iconic. That she was iconic. like, "I'm literally gonna do some like self-aggrandizing <laughs> bullshit for like ten it minutes was before my show." So fucking good. I loved it. <laughs> She's like, "Jack Little Pill changed the world," and it's like, "Yeah, bitch, you did that. Like, mm-hmm, you, you did, did that. that. You were 19, and you did that." Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that like, and I, but if you start looking at these producer credits, right, you start seeing that like starting with Bridesmaids. In my opinion, top five, one of the funniest movies ever made. Um, I'm obsessed with it. Like, you start seeing that, like, Judd is willing to put his money into projects that women are, like, Mm -hmm. writing and directing. And, well, I mean, I don't think a man, I think a man directed Bridesmaids, but still, I like a female writers. And it's like a Kristen Wiig vehicle, so. Yeah, that's Um, Paul Feig, and he usually, he only does ladies shit. And then pretty (laughs) much, like, since then, it's been a little weird. This is 40, has funny parts, but it's Mm -hmm. way too long. And it doesn't know who its audience is. Like, Judd Apatow made a movie for other men his age, I guess, that are also... But I don't feel yeah. like the... the I mean, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like the main audience for Judd Apatow movies are actually people in his age group. Like, it's no. people in our age group. Yeah. Like, our yeah. age group is the ones... Like, we're the ones that really latched onto his shit, like, in mm-hmm. high school and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like This like, Is 40 yeah. came out when you were, like, 21. We're like, we don't want to watch a fucking movie about middle-aged married people. Yeah, I don't want to see Paul Rudd screaming at his children about the Pixies. Oh my god, that was okay. The part where they're s- stoned at Cirque du Soleil though <laughs> is really funny, or they're on shrooms or whatever. Cirque that sounds Soleil, so that nice. Funny. Um, and then yeah, since then it's been a little weird. Like Trainwreck, I didn't even yeah. bother seeing it. I don't like Amy Schumer. I'm sorry, world. Um, then it's like Anchorman Two, which I heard wasn't yeah. as good as the original. He did a Pee Wee movie or produced a Pee Wee yeah. movie. I love Popstar. Popstar never stop, never stop, never stopping is incredible. Yeah, I feel like I'd like it too because I like Hot Rod and I like Andy Samberg and like the Lonely yeah. Island guys. Like it's I think they're very funny. good. Also, the thing about Popstar is that it's 87 minutes long. Oh God, the thing that none of these other movies have in common with it. Mm-hmm. 
It made nine point seven million. Like even this, box even, nice. even Pineapple Express was too long. It's too long. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's uh, so an long. Hour fifty does not need. It is not needed. And then I guess the big sick was supposed to be really good, but I just really like when it came oh. out. I guess the thing that the big sick was doing is it's like every Judd Apatow movies is like a lot of them are like romantic comedies in disguise, and I feel like this one is like we're gonna like make it where it's like, yeah, the sad things, the funny things, the romantic things. Like we're gonna like put that all out there. I don't want to. And I, was just I don't like, want to see like, Kumail Nanjiani on my screen. Uh, ooh. I don't like him. You don't think he's funny? Nope. But um, yeah. But yeah. Interesting yep. career. I feel like his chokehold has gone away. Yep. Oh yeah. He's hasn't. I wanted to make like a full on drama. I, I do make too. Like, just fucking do it, dude. Do it's like what the you nest. want. It's what you Honestly, want. Funny people yeah. was barely. It, Barely funny. No, Megan Fox was fucking hilarious and funny people. <laughs> Megan Fox. I'm so glad that she's finally getting her. She deserves now. everything. She deserves it. We'd love it. I love now, her. Break up with Machine Gun Kelly. I know. Um, God. So Dave. let's move on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, straight people love this because it is bro comedy. Yeah. I mean, and like, yeah. and, I, and I think stoner movies are very, I mean, I feel like I feel like the I mean, only types of comedies that gay people have are like dark, dark comedies, like, and like, like Death Becomes Her, and like, yeah, To Die For, like we like stuff like that. So you know? I, this is uh, whatever my like psycho hot take, whatever. But, like, straight people love stoner comedies because it's the only time they're ever ever able to feel like they're a part of a marginalized community. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, let's go. Wow, maybe. I think you're onto something though with that. Yeah, I, where it's like, okay, here's a like I'm. Every like you're kind of in a every comedy is made for me in general or made for me. I'm talking as a straight person, but now we're gonna have like the sort of like specific niche thing that I'm a part of, and it's like, ooh, this feels like it's for me. Is this what gay people feel like whenever they watch Sex in the City? 2 oh, or honey, like they've ever had that thought in their brain ever in their entire no, lives. I wonder, does this how gay people feel when they see no, they media never. about them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't no. give a shit. They don't think no, about that kind of stuff at all. Mm-hmm. That's why they're all horrible, and we hate them. No, <laughs> straight people. Are hot. Uh, no, they are. That's what's so annoying about them. I know. The um, they're so hot with their, like, not even noticing me mm-hmm. thing they're doing, which is, like, I see through it. There's this guy on TikTok whose uh, wife is, <laughs> like, pimps him out. Sounds a little harsh, but it's, like, the account is just her showing him off, and she knows that the audience is only gay people. That's and so like, fucked up. I fucking love it. Oh, he's like he's aware of it. He knows, and he like gets gifts from people, and so like he got he got like a dog mask, like he got like a muscle, and I was like, I love gay. I people. think we talked about it in another episode. I think my favorite thing is like when straight men are trying to get famous on Instagram, and they start just putting their feet like in pictures. <laughs> Have you watched the other two yet? Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm not done with season two yet, but it's, I honestly, I think I said this the other day and I'll say it like live, not live because this is recorded, um, <laughs> but I'll say, actually, I'll say I'll say I'll have it recorded. I think the other two is the funniest show on TV right now. It's a fun, yeah. By Instantly. far. It is yeah. so good. It's the future of comedy. I really mm-hmm. think that like what it's doing is like, it's like way ahead of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to the episode where Carrie dates... The guy who doesn't state his sexuality. No. Okay, <laughs> so don't say anything. Because so I want my favorite episode of season two so far is the one where um he like is dating that guy and they like run into that instigay who's now like married. Oh God. And they're like the at property daddies. Oh my god. So but the funny. nothing hurt more than the episode where Carrie thought he was like showing these gay people New York City. 
and it turns out that they're like oh my god that was I like that was painful spent the whole episode of what it was fully like when i watched Tatan and my <laughs> no it was honestly like, painful the, the, this is why the show's brilliant and i think straight people think it's funny too which is great but i think that it, it hits more when you're gay because it's like the first time i've ever actually seen gay people being made fun of in a real way like yes. where it's actually accurate and it's like mm-hmm. it hurts and mm-hmm. it's like we deserve that and we're finally getting it yes and it's like chris honestly. kelly is a genius genius the episode I will never get over it, but it's how Carrie hosts the Gay Minute, brought to you by Aleve, <laughs> and uh, Wanda Sykes is like, "Yeah, Carrie, he hosts the Fag Hour, brought to you by Allegra." <laughs> and I just like never got. I need to put that on my fucking tombstone. It's so good. It's so, it's so fucking good. good. So fucking, oh, it, I love it. And the way I like hated ending. Brooke season one and liked Carrie, and now I love Brooke and hate oh, Carrie in so season good. two. <laughs> Her like obsession with Alessia Cara is. Perfect pitch, perfect. <laughs> I love it. Oh, perfect. great show! But yeah, perfect show. Why is Pineapple Express straight? I mean, I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, it's. I I, I do like the point you made about marginal, like straight men feeling marginalized. Like mm-hmm. it, it, if they're stoners, they got they have their own comedy just for them. Yeah, yeah they're, um, they're not welcomed by society, man. They have their own stores, and like people don't get what it's like to be a stoner. A stoner, yeah, in they don't understand cross joints. <laughs> cross um, is awesome. I smoke one. But yeah, I mean, I think we've already kind of covered it by accident. I think that mm-hmm. the, the bromance thing. I think that like men like watching movies about friendship. I think especially recently, because yeah. over the decades. I mean, I, I think I saw that David Gordon Green was like inspired by like the Blues Brothers and like other mm-hmm. older comedies. I definitely see its influence on 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 the film for sure. Well, there's something in this movie that happens that's very specific. And I was trying to. It was. It's the very last scene in the movie, um, when they're all in the diner, all beat the fuck up, and they're just like out loud proclaiming friendship towards each other and it's yeah. like have you ever done that no no i've never but like, straight guys fr- do it i think maybe not like that but i've seen it where she's like they I'm get so very excited they get very excited about being friends with each i other. think the only thing i've done and um i was very high and like drunk or whatever and i texted jason <laughs> guest of the pod future and former guest of the pod jason i was like i'm really glad we're hanging out more <laughs> i texted him and that's pretty much it yeah no Other i don't that, like tell my friends i love them ever no basically the only time I ever tell my friends I love them is when I'm going through something really horrible. Yes. And they're, like, dealing with it. And I just go, by the way, I just want to let you know that, like, <laughs> thanks for, like, being my friend. And then yeah. I usually say something like, I'm very, like, Thor Birch and Ghost where I'm like, this is kind of gross. And, like, I hate that I'm saying this. But, like, also shut up. I hate you. But, like, I yeah. love you. Like, that's the, yeah. my way of showing love is I'm very, like, mean. I show it. love by responding to texts yeah. and hanging out with you. No, I agree. I feel like for me, and the, and all my friends are like that too. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. Yeah. Like, we're all like that. It's like an understanding. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then maybe when we're drunk every once in a while, we'll, like, be like, I love you, and then, like, make out or something. Oh, that's hot. You know? That's so hot. Then you're just like, you know, I've never seen you in this kind of light before. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's when you're like, know. you look them dead in the eyes and they're like, by the way, I've been secretly in love with you for 10 years. <laughs> you know, no, no, that was old Kirk. That was old Kirk. Yeah. I must have, I missed the new Kanye. Um, <laughs> is wait, there wait. anything gay about this movie? This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. No, it's I mean, good. I, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like we're just getting efficient. We're good at this we're now. Getting, yeah, we we got the episode. Yeah, down. We, we just know how to do this. Look, we're just like we're not. Boyhood was long, and we even we still like bullshitted about other random shit too. And we're still yeah, we talk about, it tight. We can which talk is about something Pineapple Express more. doesn't know how to do. My favorite scene in Malignant. I want to get the <laughs> quote right. 
because it's 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 so perfect. My favorite scene is that it's in at the very end where spoilers for Malignant. If you just skip like ten, skip thirty seconds. Um, but it's at the very end whenever she confronts Gabriel in her mind prison, and she is wearing she has her bob, uh uh-huh. strict ass bangs, black turtleneck, and goes and emerges out of the shadows and goes. Now I can do all the same mind tricks you can. Yeah. That was gay rights. Gay rights. Also when Gabriel says sis. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. James Wan knows who his audience is. Mm-hmm. And it's 30-year-old gay. He, like, he like went on Twitter and was like, why are all these faggots talking about Saw? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, okay, he has had, he has changed the game so many times. No, he's he changed our- it with Saw. He changed it with The Conjuring. He changed so the, This is the holy trifecta of American horror directors. Mm-hmm. James Wan, Rob Zombie, Mike Flanagan. That's it. And they all do completely different things. Mm-hmm. And I know Rob Zombie might seem a little weird to some people, but I truly think that he's underrated. And in like 10, 20 years, he's going to get a big reevaluation and people are going to we'll see that it. he's a genius. We'll get it. Huh. Anywho, is uh, anything anyway. gay about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Yeah. It's just like, she doesn't really even do, she doesn't even have any funny lines, which is why she's so brilliant in it. Like, I don't even really think they gave her much to work with. It's just that she's just like so committed to playing this like bad female cop. Her opening seconds in the movie is her just like power walking out of her car. (laughs) And helping to shoot someone. Yeah. Her death is so good. I like it when like, is it Gary Sinus? Sinus? Uh, Not Gary, it's Gary Sinise's from... uh, Forrest Gump. It's Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Yeah, I get them mixed up. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, I like it when he gets off the phone with, like, the um, the Asian, like, whatever, gangsters. Oh, yeah. And she's like, why did you do that for? You just made us look so weak. Like, she just, like, screams all of her lines. And then, like, uh, the part where she makes out with them is also gay. I love Incredible. it. And then she just, like, every time she gets shot, she's like, ah! <laughs> You shot me! <laughs> I just love when she's on. She's a guest on Drag Race, like like eight seasons ago, whatever. She goes. I just never. Every time I think of her, I would just think of her going. You give good mouth. <laughs> I, love I love her. I just love so, her so in case much. some of our younger children might not know who Rosie Perez is, so I, I just want to let um, some of our younger children know. Um, mm-hmm. Rosie Perez is probably most famous for doing the opening dance sequence to Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And she's also great in that movie, but she won mm-hmm. an Oscar like a million years ago for something that no one has seen. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's seen this movie. Uh-huh. Let's see. But she's an Academy Award winner, and I feel like since then she's had such an interesting career. But I feel like recently, like post Pineapple Express, it's just like doing these like guest spots on random comedy shows. Like she was in Search Party as like a crazy uh-huh. oh, lady. So good in Search Party. I loved her in Search Party, and she's just like in like the most random stuff here and there. And I feel like yeah. she's had a really, really fun like random career, and I love her. Let's see. Yeah, she just she just shows up. She's like apparently I haven't seen it, but Alex loves it. She's very good in The Flight Attendant. She's I love just that like she's a, in that. That's very see. It's like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. She just shows up and stuff like that. She's that shit. She's just she is New York. Yeah, she's very I love New her York. Accent. She has yeah. such. A, I just love her. I just want her to do like a fucking like audiobook. Yeah, I love her. She's. I want great. her to read like Dune. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be iconic. <laughs> um, House of Trades. Uh, <laughs> what else is want... gay about this movie? Anything else? Okay, so this is where we're gonna fill in a lot of the time. Um, the way that I would let Seth Rogen absolutely destroy everything about me, just fully vaporize 
my life out of existence. Just Thanos snapped me to dust. That's so funny. I I I, I do have to uh, uh, like somewhat agree. I think mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's really cute, oh and God. I feel like ever the internet was like the internet does this thing with male comedians where they're like they're like a little older and they like lose a little bit of weight and get gray hair and they're like they're hot and I'm like I thought Seth Rogen oh. was cute. Circa Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. Whenever look, my favorite flavor of ice cream is <laughs> chubby, hairy, and Jewish, and he's all three, Mama. Yeah, and then at the end of the film. Whenever they're coming out of the burning building and he's in his tidy whities. Yeah. And yeah. His, it was over for socks. you. It was over for me. It never began. It was fully, I, <laughs> it was the scene in mother where Javier Bardem takes out <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence's glass heart. I like how like, you've connected mother into this episode like three times. I watched mother in a fever dream about three hours ago. Um, and so it's all, and it made you mind. more sick. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Chris and Wake, I think I brought up on this podcast before, but seeing Chris and Wake shoot all those people, all those captives. That's was, art. That's art, baby. Yeah. That, that, that's cinema. Um, um, Seth I, Rogen's I, so fucking hot. Is being gay thinking Seth Rogen is hotter than James Franco? Yes. Because I've never really gotten the James Franco thing, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's a great actor. I really yes. like him and everything I see him in, but I've never thought he was cute for some never. reason. I don't know what it yeah. is, but I'd much rather fuck like Seth Rogen. Oh my God, yes. And um, I don't know if you're, like, familiar. <laughs> We're going to talk about some gay porn. Uh, there's a porn performer. He does, he rarely performs male-male. His name is Rob Sprunkle. Mm-hmm. He was from the early he was from the, uh, the early 2010s. Looks just like, <laughs> looks just like him. Seth and Rogen? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I'll send you some, uh, send you some links. Rod? Rod? Is it, Rod? He's just like, D- Rod? Let me. Sprunkle. No, no R. Let me one Spunkle. second. Rod Spunkle. Rod Spunkle. Spunkle. He's just like a. And he mostly weird. does straight porn. Yeah, but he'll do some gay stuff sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's like the first time I've seen a dude fuck a, a in a while. Yeah, I know. He has like a giant dick too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh mama. Bro. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Oh yeah. There's there's the one. There's the one. Yeah. Jesus. I, I know. Isn't that upsetting? Why? I know. I love that we are I'd be, alive. I Honestly, I'd be scared if I saw that thing. In oh. I would. Okay. <laughs> well, just... I think we all know what you would do. What's the, what's the like, when they put someone on, like, the, on a track and they just, like, put the chair toward the camera? And, like, yeah, that's what I would do. Jesus. Hell yeah. Good for you, Rod. Good for you, Rod. Good for you, Rod. Um, I love that we we have uh, 31 episodes into this podcast, and we're finally starting to just look up pornography. I love that it looks like his last porn was a gay porn, so I feel like that like was mm-hmm. just like he like was like, I can't believe I just did that. I have to quit porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. straight men are once they experiment a little bit. They mm-hmm, like freak never mm-hmm. out for no reason, even though they are clearly liked it a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. chill out, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus, that thing take is the money? scary looking. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's scary. Okay. Sorry, moving It's on. a lot. Anyway, uh, but yes, once again, Seth Rogen, if you're listening to this, um, if you could somehow revert to your 2008 body, uh, you're more than welcome to come down to Austin and hang out with me. Yep. And just uh, have a bunch of gay dudes take turns blowing you. Yeah. And yeah. While just, you smoke you weed. Smoke weed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bong in one hand. We'll take care of the rest of it. Gay that. people are it's... fucking weird, dude. Like, dude. all the things that you wish that girls would do, we would do. Which I guess it makes it not cute because it's, like, too easy. So I get mm-hmm. it. I know. Oh, we would we do it and also easy. we'd be over it while doing it. 
Yeah. We're True. just like, oh, you want someone to fucking blow you while – you want, I don't know, us to line up and blow you while you smoke weed? Okay. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're ugh, that's so lame. I, that's not hot at all. That is not, not hot at all. Okay, that's fine. Okay, what are you, the Pope? Okay. <laughs> um, God, uh, so... Is there anything gay about this movie? There is. We just talked about it. Uh, now we're going to move on to – I'm keeping all of that. Yeah, uh, The gay recommendation segment. It's the section of the pod where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than this one that you just watched. I had nothing. Well, I have something. I was As soon as – I know, I was, like, waiting for the – I was looking at the doc, and I was like, oh, thank God, the, the line is here. Because I had nothing. I know – I bet I'm going to get – I won't get it. No one listens this far into the podcast, but I'm going to get so many letters of people being like, how could you forget about XYZ movie? I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a get, look at my letterbox. Please send me letters. Please, please send me sign to my DMs. I need friends. I feel like I've got a really good one. I feel Would like you, I yeah. have the only one you could choose. Uh huh. So the film I have chosen as the gay rack is pretty much. And correct me if I'm wrong, people out there. But uh-huh. the only female-led stoner comedy ever made, and it's also directed by a gay man. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be Smiley Face. The 2007 film by Gregor Rocky. Fabulous choice. So Gregor Rocky, as I've probably talked about before on the pod, is my favorite director, one of them, and he makes amazing movies. But back in the 90s, he made a bunch of, like, queer teen punk movies, and then he, like, finally was like, you know what, I'm going to win some, like, Sundance Director's Award. So he made Mysterious Skin. So after Mysterious Skin, Mm -hmm. pretty serious movie, pretty sad. He was like, I want to make a comedy. So he decided to make a stoner comedy with Anna Faris. Queen. John Krasinski. Jama Mays, Adam Brody, Jane Lynch, (gasps) called Smiley Face. It's literally a movie about a girl who's a huge stoner, and she eats way too many edible cupcakes and has a horrible, crazy day. And there's even a part where she accidentally steals the Communist Manifesto. (laughs) So if that sounds like something that you want to watch, I highly recommend it. It's super stupid, super dumb. It's all the things that I think a stoner comedy should be. It's like actually like our word. I can't say the word, but you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. R word. It's an R word movie. <laughs> oh, I was thinking R word. I was like, no, oh. R. It starts R with R. Word. The word that the, the girls from Red Scare like to say a lot. That one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really dumb. It's really fun. I highly recommend it um, for anybody that wants to watch like um, a stoner movie. It's not like overtly gay or anything, but it's definitely, yeah. It, it didn't do well and no one likes it. No one's heard of it. So it's gay. There we go. I mean, Anna Ferris is iconic. I fucking love her. She's that so honestly. If you love Anna Ferris, this is like probably her like, like her best performance. Done there. Watch like it. as the Anna Ferris type character. <sighs> She's great in it. You should watch it, Dylan. You should watch it Done. right after this. It's really fun. I, I might. Let's see how long I spend in the bathroom after this. Cute. Oh, Isn't that fun? Love that. It's fun. I'm holding it all in for you, Kirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> Uh, is that our episode on Pineapple that, Express? That, 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 that went places. It did go places. Places. Wow, places. we only recorded an hour. You're not going to be able to cut a lot out, or it's going to be really short. I know. I, I, I'm going to be able to cut it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, add to add. I feel like we talked a lot about it, though. Yeah, we did. I feel like we actually we were more concentrated for this episode. Yes. Imagine if we were actually stoned during this. This oh episode would be like It'll two be hours long. Unlistenable. Yeah. Y'all remember whenever I was stoned for uh, training day? Oh, yeah. That was funny. That was uh can't listen to that episode. Yeah, that episode was deranged. That was a crazy episode. We gotta get Kyle back on the pod. Um, 
let's uh, wrap up here. My name is Dylan. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcid, and on Letterboxd at Garcid. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. You will have to request to follow me, though, on Twitter and Instagram She's because I'm trying to be a teacher. She's a little secret. I'm a little secret. She's secret. I love it. Uh, Y'all well, have a great gonna, day or yeah, night. Have a great one. Take yeah. care. Yeah. Go get high. Go get high. Yeah. Go get. Go do weed. do pull pull a Dylan, and yeah. not a Kirk, and go get high. Go get and high. Go do go do something. Go do something fun. Yeah. Go walk around. I'm saying go if you live near Target. If you can, if you just have the luxury to of walking to Target, walk around Target. It's just bright, bright enough in there. Perfect. Or get stoned to watch Smiley Face if Ooh, it's available yeah. anywhere. I don't know if it's available anywhere. Or, I did. I got stoned at nine thirty in the morning yesterday, and I watched *Malignant*. Highly suggested. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Actually, it was great. I, I watched *The Conjuring* drunk. high. Maybe that's why I don't get stoned. Oh, there. Because I watch things like *The Conjuring* when I'm high. I've also seen *Work Queen for a Dream* when I'm high too. Oh, you can't do that. That's uh, yeah. Oh, I think I might have ruined getting stoned for me. I just, I, I feel like I just put it together. There you go. Oh, I used yeah, to watch fucked up shit. Now you just associate getting high with you know watching Ellen Burst and get electroshock therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Getting, uh, but I remember while I was Wait. watching, I was like, this is cool. So this maybe I just don't cool, like man. that it makes me feel like nothing. You're like Jennifer Connelly sitting in the bathtub? Oh, yeah, I, it was very the energy. It's a little smile she gives with her Coke baggie after she does ask to ask for uh, money. I have never been in a bathtub big enough to where I could do Jennifer Connelly Requiem for a Dream. I don't think I, I – I feel like I have, but like only when I was like a kid. Yeah, like who – And has... I'm like – I'm a pretty like small man. Like, and I don't – I can't even really do that. So I need to get – Okay, so that's going to be a part of our hospital spa. Yeah. Is, okay, so day one, you're just hooked up to machines, not really doing anything, just beeping. You got CBS on the TV because you can't change it. Day two, you just spend all day in a big-ass bathtub. Yeah, in the fetal and position. You, in the fetal position, and then whenever you need to come, whenever you need to feel good, you have like a long cigarette, mm. candles. Well, you can only have the cigarette, though, with the, the, the window cracked open. Mm-hmm. And you have to hide it from the nurse. And then at the end of the day, the boy from birth walks in and joins you. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Dylan's sick brain is fun. I am going to go throw up for the next hour now. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. 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 And out came talk. 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 Honestly, I love – whenever you're drunk, I love throwing up. Oh, I love it too. That's why – I think that's how I got into – like, I don't want to say I'm into puking. But, that you know, how I got into it was I was <laughs> yeah. like, all y'all be blacking out. All y'all be mm-hmm. having hangovers that last mm-hmm. all day. Mama's going to go throw up in some bushes and then keep mm-hmm. drinking. That's okay. the fucking that's secret. That's the pro move. That's the pro move. That's the pro move. You do. taught me well. Mm-hmm. So. And then whenever you get home, you throw up a little bit. You throw up just enough where you can still be a little drunk. But whenever you lay down on bed, you're not spinning. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I hate the spin so The worst much. feeling. I will make myself fucking pay. I'll put a toothbrush in my back of my throat. Girl, I'll fist my goddamn mouth. Mm-hmm. 
you'll fully drag me to hell. Yeah. <laughs> is this the most deranged cold open we've ever done? This is terrible. This is why we can't record on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we're not funny on Sundays. We're not funny. We're just gross. We're just I love nasty. it. We're I'm keeping it. And puke. I love it. I'm anyway, keeping all of this. I really hope that whoever's <laughs> listening to this right now, you're on your way to work and we're just already ruined your yeah. day. I hope it's. I hope you listen to it at 6 a.m. whenever I post it on Wednesday. You know, at 6:01, you get on the bus. You're like. You're checking your New York Times, you know, uh, what's the news of the day, and then you start this, and it's like, can't wait to listen to my two favorite faggots talk about Pineapple Express, and then we're on here just like, you know, whenever you throw up, and then you go make yourself throw up more so that you stop throwing up, and then you throw up more, and then you poop on yourself. (laughs) God, we're straight now.